In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, it's all about permission. Permission to come aboard, sir. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. We are so grateful that you're here. Thank you for taking the time to learn and grow and challenge yourself to become a better man, to become a better husband, to become a better father, a better employee, a better friend, better in general. Thanks for rising to the challenge. Thank you for your feedback. We welcome it. How do you give us feedback? If you aren't already, check it out. You can email us, coach at man versus marriage podcast.com and that's v like victory s like success it's not versus spelled out or you can get us on facebook at mvsm podcast at mvsm podcast so today a weird show title it's weird to see a show title called permission but i cannot tell you dude bro hey you bro this episode it was game changer for our relationship but there are some sacred truths some ultimate loyalties within this episode some vulnerabilities that you are going to have to commit to as a man and as a couple so that you give each other permission for dot 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 now a couple things to me that are absolutely important. Lessons that I learned watching you, Jeannie Moran, my lovely wife. Oh, by the way, in the studio, Quincy W. Moran and Jeannie Moran, welcome. Um, Here's an example of permission. And I hear this, and Coach Rita has taught us about permission, but what does this mean? So, she's in her 40s. She's standing on the floor of an arena. She has a jersey standing next to her favorite hockey player, smiling. Just the most amazing smile. Giddy. Fangirling out. Almost to the point of passing out. I don't know. I, I don't know no, if you were. Quite. Not but quite, but I was pretty giddy. A smile, I mean, I lived for that smile, and it was amazing. But. The whole time this is going on, there's inner conflict because she doesn't know if she's allowed to be happy. That Am I blows. supposed to feel like a fangirl? I mean, I'm in my 40s. Am I really supposed to get this excited about meeting a 24-year-old kid? Yeah, right. And yes, yeah, I would fangirl if I met Nick Saban. You have fangirled. I was too chicken to go meet <laughs> Nick Saban, so I had Josh do it. Thank you, Josh Moran. Thanks for going to get me Nick Saban's autograph when I was too chicken to do it. He did that twice for me, as a matter of fact. One was Sean Alexander. Anyway, roll tide, Josh. It's like this. I never thought I would have to give myself permission to be happy, to dream, to have a career, to change my career, to make my wife happy. I never knew we needed to give ourselves permission personally Because some of these things may 
be off limits in your life, like permission to dream again. It was really interesting, okay? I'll share a quick story. If you're not religious or a person of faith, this may sound really wild and crazy to you, but this was what happened to me. My wife was here. She was there to see it, okay? I'm a man, eight kids, coaching football, doing a radio show, um, starting a print company, uh, and a clothing line at the same time, doing all these things. Um, I'm a big dreamer. I'm out there trying to chase something, so hopefully something takes off for my family and I can provide for this great big family that we've created. Awesome. Well, it comes to the point where Jeannie is just completely overwhelmed, doesn't know how to tell me, scared to death. Oh, is also becoming a pastor at the same time. How weird. Um, and it gets to the point where we're having a conversation and she has broken down and she is crying and like, I just need you. I just need you home. And so I decided it was time to walk away from all the extracurricular activities and actually come to where I could be most effective, which is my house, my home, the most influential people I know, my children, and building a relationship with my wife. And I did it. And I told God in my heart, I was like, okay, if all I ever accomplish is this great marriage and raising these awesome kids, it is truly enough for me. It's enough. I don't have to dream anymore to be happy. And I think part of that came from us getting to know each other better and me understanding that I wasn't actually out chasing the money. I was out chasing the accolades because I'm a positive affirmation guy. And it was I wasn't getting that at home. So I needed somebody to be proud of me. So I was out there doing this so somebody would be proud of me. And that was a major game changer in our relationship too. So it helped me. And I said, you know what? I'm hanging up these dreaming shoes. I'm done with it. I'm totally fine if I, if I don't dream anymore. And I just do all these things with my kids. And I could not be happier that I made that decision. I freaking love my family. I do. I love my wife. I love my family. It's what I am about. And you say, well, you're doing a podcast now. It's like, that's true. But this time I got my wife's permission. We gave us permission to do this because of the wild change that it's happened in our marriage and how it's been affected. Let me get back to the story. So I'm in church one day and, you know, at the end of church, you pray for everybody. Everybody goes home safe, has a great week. That they grow in their love and relationship with the Lord and each other. It's good. I like it. I dig it. And just before it's over, you know, the pastor's up there and he goes, uh, Quincy, I got to tell you something. I'm like, okay, what's this all about? He goes, I want you to know that your heavenly father said, it's okay to dream again. I'm like, what? I didn't tell anybody. I didn't even tell Jeannie. I didn't tell Jeannie that I'd hung up my dreaming shoes. And it wasn't the dreaming that was unhealthy in our relationship. It, it was, was where, acting out on all the dreams at once. And that's not even <laughs> that's not even it either, honey. And it was unhealthy, but it was where I put the priority yeah. for dreaming to make me feel worthy of living. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean, God? What do you mean it's time? It's okay to dream again. I hung this up a year or two years ago, however long it was. I hung this up. Why does it matter? And he's so gracious that he kind of teaches you how to dream in a healthy way. 
and how it can actually build you and why it's important because I've created you this way. So I had to give myself permission to dream again. But I was much more mature, like my wife alluded to, in how I carried out those dreams. And she learned something about me that my dreaming wasn't dangerous. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't going back to what it was before. I actually like to dream and shoot way up to the clouds. That's what we call it. We're going to the clouds, so I don't panic. It's like, okay, honey, (laughs) go to the clouds with me. And then as your parachute drops, the closer to Earth I would get, the more reality would set in. And I would say, okay, so I don't have to start a t-shirt company. I don't have to print 3,000 shirts, buy a trailer, go $17,000 in debt, and wreck it all. I can actually start slow and steady and build something. (laughs) That's what a dreamer does. Let's go! Credit card, boom, 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 trailer, bah, you know, and then and, and then it's a failure. Um, but it, I had to give myself permission to do that. And Jeannie had to give herself permission to be happy. And it sounds so weird. Maybe it sounds like elementary, but I'm telling you it's the truth. Have you given yourself permission to be happy? Have you given yourself permission to really love and adore your wife and put her first. Wives, have you given your husband permission, access to your heart? Have you given yourself permission to discuss what your expectations were for your relationship and your marriage and what you had hoped it would be and what it is right now? And do you want to make it better? One of, the, one of the most important things that Coach Rita taught us was, A, number one, you have to give yourself permission for these things. But secondly, and super game changer status, was you have to give your spouse permission to engage in your heart and engage in topics that are scary to talk about at times. You're giving them permission to call you out. Yes, yes. Permission. Nicely, nicely. <laughs> that and that means something different for everybody, you know. But for us, giving each other permission to know our deepest, darkest secrets, and giving the promise to one another that I'm not going to hold this against you. I'm not going to bring this up in a conversation to manipulate you. I'm not going to attack you because of these things. I want to be a safe place and you have my permission to ask me things and and you have my permission to talk about these things. And I have your permission that you're not going to do these things and it's not going to be used against me. That is a that's like a place that is created that is so safe and secure within your relationship that you start to talk about things that were taboo and off limits before. And for you, what what does that look like for you? I don't know. It's something you create. But, you know, Coach Rita taught us that this is an area in your life where you grant one another permission to talk about subjects that are that have been off limits. And maybe those subjects um, are hiding behind walls of resentment disappointment, depression, loneliness, um, sexual frustration, um, 
any any number of things those are the ones that are most relevant to me fear of lack fear of not um having money um fear of failure there's these walls that we build these barriers we build to hold these types of things inside they can be built with any number of bricks and it's not generally one particular type of brick but as you go to dismantle these places of security that you've tried to build for yourself because of what was going on in your life these places that you've built you kind of work through bringing those walls down together brick by brick and then there's dealing with what's behind those walls i hope this analogy doesn't sound so stupid that people tune out because this is kind of the illustration that helped me understand that we need to give one another permission to talk to each other about things that we just refused to talk about before. Well, I think you need to look at the fact too. Permission is a big trust. This is a huge trust. So if trust is an issue that you guys are having, this is where it starts. Um, this for us was, you know, Quincy knows me better than anybody else on this planet knows me. He knows my behaviors. He knows my little tics and quirks. And he knows when my smile is a genuine smile. He knows when I say I'm, I'm good and I could be smiling on the outside, but I'm not good. And he knows that he can read me. That's how, that's how permission works. You learn the person so well that they give you permission to go, you know, something's off about you today. And I don't know what it is. If you need to talk about it, you can talk about it. But I can see it. And it's for for us, it's been one of those things where you flip a switch. Okay, he's seeing that I'm off. So obviously I'm not hiding it very well. Do I need to talk about this with him? Or is this something that I just need to be checked on? Um, example would be when my father went into the hospital, I was trying very hard to be what everybody else needed me to be and to fit the mold that needed to be at the moment. And Quincy caught it and pulled me aside. We were walking around and he pulled me aside and he's like, you know, this is just not, this is not you. This is not who you are. This is not who um, I've come to know you to be, you need to just do you and let everybody else deal with this the way they need to deal with it. And that just gave me, giving him permission to call me on that gave me permission to say, you know what, you're right. I don't need to please people. I don't need to conform to what's needed for them. I need to be me and do what's right for me. Um, other, it, You know, real quick, honey, I'm, I want to jump in there and say, the other thing it built was another level of trust with us mm-hmm. that, and I'm just thinking about this now in the moment, that if somebody had a problem with you being you, I was there to back you up and to stand with you. I had your back in that. Yeah. You know, if you felt like it was too hard in that moment for you to defend yourself, I was there as a support system. And that's really what this is, right? It's like we we love each other so much if you start, and not everybody has the same issues, but if you start to hide, you you gave me permission to say, hey, this isn't, something's off, something's not right. 
What, where are you? It'll, it gives you a place to have somebody, you know, when, when you're, you have your own insecurities, you have your own inner dialogue that's going on all the time. And when you're in a position and your, your inner dialogue is talking so loud that maybe you don't even realize that you're conforming to those thoughts and that you're shifting and behaving differently. You may not see it because you're in the middle of it. But by giving Quincy permission to call those things out, and this is not something where he tells his friends, so when we're out and I'm, you know, acting an ass, his friends decide, well, hey, we need to call you out on this and we need to tell you because Quincy said that's not how this works. No, it doesn't work that way. That will break the trust in a heartbeat. But what it does is it, allows him permission to say, I see that you're scared in this. I can see the insecurity coming out in you. How can I help you? Mm -hmm. The permission isn't given so that you can just call out wrongs all the time. That's not what this is. This is actually a tool that we use to help each other, to put each other back on track, to step in and say, can I take the load from this? What can I do? How can I help? You know, we use the example of, of writing. Um, when I write, I have my ideas and I can flow through some things, but I trust him to tell him my thoughts because he's not going to steal them from me. He's not going to give them to somebody else, but he's also going to say, that doesn't sound like something you would say. That doesn't sound like something that you maybe thought up. Maybe it came from something else you saw. Where is this coming from? It seems like such a simple, basic example, but it keeps me true to myself. And it also gives me that, that help when I need it. You know, there's a lot of things that just being happy about getting a Jersey signed. That was the weirdest feeling for me because I'm supposed to do these things for my kids. I'm not, am I allowed to be this excited? I mean, this kid's 24 years old and I'm over here fangirling and I'm twice his age. He could be my kid for God's sake. But I'm excited about his career. I'm excited to watch him play. I'm excited to have the jersey, the whole buzz of the room. It just took me a minute to go, yeah, this is okay. But it took him telling me, I love seeing you this happy. This is one of those moments that just defines what we're doing because you're so happy. And it gave me permission and it sounds so stupid when you really think about it, but it's not because the, the, the things that you grow up in, the things that you deal with and that you, you go through from childhood to adulthood, they really do kind of build walls. Mm-hmm. And just having him push one brick over and go, oh, well, nope, you can be happy today. Let's push that one out of the wall. It does make a huge difference. You know, we use a lot of silly examples when he and I were talking about doing this particular episode. It's like, well, you know, if we go out drinking and you, maybe your spouse has an issue with drinking and decides, okay, I'm really trying to work with this. I don't want to not be social and drink, but I don't want to push the limits. So I'm going to have three. If you see me going beyond three, can you please just help me remember my deal with myself? The phrase that pays for me is, well, she's a big girl. She can make her own decision on how much she drinks, and that's when I—that's my key phrase of, I think you've had too much. That's buzzwords. Those are buzzwords, but <laughs> yeah. it's also it—it's 
his way of telling me without calling me out in front of everybody else to know that this is why we're doing this. It's just simply his way of letting me know, okay, we're at this limit. It's still my choice, but this is what we discuss. This is where we're at. What are you going to do? And he doesn't get mad at me if I choose to drink more. He doesn't get mad at me. He doesn't get angry at me. There, There isn't an ugly conversation, but the next day we will have a talk you know, you, this was what you told me to do. You gave me permission to do this. Then you kind of went past what we agreed on. What are we going to do for the next time? That's what this is for. It's an engagement. It's a, an accountability, keeping each other, um, doing what you're doing. You know, he's making changes. You're making changes. I'm making changes. We have these things that we want to do differently about ourselves. If you have those goals and this is really your goal is to make your marriage better. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, then we have to give each other permission to make this better. I have to give him permission to talk to me about things that aren't comfortable. Exactly. And and the same goes for me as well, you know, and there are times, you know, we've given each other permission to talk about things that are awesome and fun and to dream. We gave ourselves permission as a married couple to talk about a new house, about getting a car, Things we thought at one point were never possible, and here we are living in a new house, and we have a new car. So it's thing. It's kind of it's it's a, a magical place we unlocked with inside our relationship that says, you know what? Yeah, we have things hard. We have kids with special needs, but that's not going to limit us anymore. We are giving ourselves permission to dream and to be happy. But the other side of that is giving each other permission to ask questions, even if it's a topic you don't always want to talk about. And I'm not talking about interrogating. You know, there there's an example I could give where, you know, we were headed somewhere and a, and a topic came up and we were discussing this topic. I can't remember what the topic was off the top of my head, but I was just at, simply asking questions and Jeannie was getting super frustrated. Ah, teenager driving our children. A teenager driving our kids. And, it, you know, and it's like she's vehemently no. And I'm just asking some questions so that I can understand what she means. And at some point I had to stop and say, you know, I am allowed to ask questions about this. And all I'm doing is asking questions. So I don't understand why you're getting why you're getting so upset. And that kind of opened up the moment for her to say, well, you know, maybe for her to realize, like the time we were discussing uh, dinner and routine and um, if I'm not home and you're just going to go ahead and uh, you're going to go ahead and have dinner without the kids. And I started getting butthurt. Oh, man. Don't think because we're using examples here with Jeannie that Quincy don't get butthurt. I'm the king of butthurt. Okay, I know this. But I had to take a step back because she has permission in my life to say, hey, honey, remember this? And then I can take it and digest it and, and step back and say, you know what? I'm just butthurt in this situation, whether we're arguing or we're talking about a tough topic. Um, so I need to apologize. I'm sorry. I have given you permis- permission. I've given you access to talk about these things. And what's important when you're beginning this process is to pick a day out. This is what Coach Rita taught us to do. Pick a day out during the week where you sit 
and you talk about, whether it's what they say of airing dirty laundry or talking about how the week went. Are you disappointed? Are you happy? What are you happy about? What are you disappointed? Um, What do you need from your spouse? How can we continue to get better and to grow in this relationship? Some permission is all in. Some permission takes baby steps and it needs to grow because maybe you have some issues with trust in your life. Maybe some trust has been broken and you've got to rebuild that. What I'm telling you in the experience for our journey is giving one another permission to talk about life, about expectations, about happiness, about disappointment, about what you want, about what you need was absolutely game changer status for us. It has brought our relationship to a brand new level. But I had better not get word of you using these things, these secret topics to punish, ridicule, or um, tease tease or make fun of your spouse. Because if that's the case, Quincy might be coming to town to shake things up. You, you need to understand that when you have your permission, if there are topics that are not permission granted. Um, Quincy and I had this discussion going through this in the beginning. Quincy has permission to call me out on things, but I do not use Quincy as an accountability person for things like um, changing my diet or, um, you know, health issues. It's not a personal slight against him. It is one of those things that we constantly butt heads on. But I did give permission to Rita. Rita has all access. Rita can question me about anything and everything. And I will not hold back because that's the commitment that I made. As Rita and I learn and grow through things, Quincy's permission expands to those areas. Because now I understand what I'm doing. But I had to have, if you have an area that you're not willing to, to allow your spouse to have full permission yet. Maybe it's an area that you guys just rub raw and it's been a contingent between you two for a while. There might be be deep-seated issues that come along with that that has nothing to do with your spouse. Exactly. But you, you still have to work through. I would suggest this is where you have another accountability partner in place, somebody that you do trust that when these things come up, you can say, I need to talk to this person and they're going to put you in your place or they're going to ask you those questions and you need to be fully committed to answer them even when you're pissed off and you don't like it. When he asked me about the teenager driving our kids, I wasn't mad at what he was asking me. What was happening is he was questioning my fears and fear is a big one for me. So I was getting frustrated thinking he wasn't understanding, but what it was was he was trying to understand my fear. He wasn't trying to tell me this is what we're going to do because this is how he feels about it. He was just trying to understand what I was afraid of and how do we get around it. My initial reaction was not that. My initial reaction was attack. Was the claws. So in, in giving the permission, what I'm saying is you need to be able to, but by him saying, hold on, I'm asking questions. You gave me permission to question when things like this come up. I immediately knew he's asking about my fear. He needs to know why I'm afraid and how he can help. That's where he's coming from. He's not coming from a, we're going to do this. There are things that might be untouchable. He cannot come to me with those things yet, but he can say, okay, I can see that this is an issue. And I think that maybe you need to get a hold of Rita 
And I think you need to have a conversation with her and maybe she can help you work this out. He has that permission. So you guys need to draw the boundaries on what is and what isn't. But you've got to be willing to allow growth and a little bit to be reserved, especially if it's a deep-seated hurt. Those take time and sometimes they take an extra person, an outside view to help dig those things up. And do all you can to make it a neutral party. I do not condone uh, taking your frustrations to an in-law. No. Nope. Uh, don't do it. Uh, but as far as these accountability issues, where you have chosen to grow, maybe your spouse is not the perfect person to do that yet, but a third party or a marriage coach may be. And that is an episode I'm sure we'll continue to do more based on permission with the feedback that we get. But I hope you enjoyed this episode today. I hope it helped. We would love to hear how it helped you. It was absolutely game changer for us. And we will talk to you soon. Until then, go on out there and be the best version of yourself that you can be. Quincy Moran, out. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast.